Las Vegas with 124,998 other people. I know. Why can't we go to CES, the Consumer yeah. Electronics Show? Maybe I, we should go sometime. It would be fun. Have you ever been to Vegas? No. Would you go? Like, go for four or five days. Yeah. Can you still stay for free if you stay at, like, Caesar's <laughs> Palace? Remember in the old days? You're like you and you're like a gambler or something. I don't gamble. I really? No. Oh. Do you gamble? No. I have no interest in gambling. No, I, I gambled when I was eight, and I lost all of my allowance on a horse race, and I've never gambled <laughs> since. It was a valuable lesson. It was. I wish they'd given me booze at that age. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, actually, we've got a few CSIS updates, things that we thought were kind of neat. Yeah, there were, obviously, there was a ton of press about what was um, big at CES, and the, the one that really jumped out I at me. <laughs> yes, you did call CESIS, but anyway, that's a whole different kind of yeah. convention. Um, anyway, at CES, the thing that really jumped out at me, because it's something that we've really talked about a lot, about all the internet TVs that are coming yeah. out. There's a great write-up about it at Technology Review, which I'll put a link to at the site, and they were talking about how Sharp and uh, Samsung and Sony and LG are all doing internet-enabled TVs, the idea is that you can stream content from like Hulu, well not if you're in Canada, but if you're yeah. in America, Hulu or whatever, or Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, onto your uh, TV. And also the other thing that a lot of them are doing is having essentially apps enabled on it. Actually, um, this was something that the New York Times through Rewrite Web had a thing about um, Twitter uh, also wanting to be on more platforms and things like TV so that when you're watching your television show, you might get like a little news crawl of Twitter things with the hashtag relevant to what you're watching and things like that. So all those I thought were pretty interesting developments. But the thing that really emerged from the technology review article was even though all of these um, electronics manufacturers are bringing out this stuff, there's still all these problems with proprietary stuff, right? Like in the article, they talk about how you can get a Google TV through Sony, but you can't watch Hulu on it and all that kind of stuff. I mean, to me, I wouldn't invest in a new television set probably not long after investing in a flat screen or HDTV if you're still not going to be able to watch every. The whole point, presumably, is to watch everything you want to watch yeah. where you want to watch it, right? No, and they say that in the article. They say, well, the one thing that's really obviously you know, glaringly lacking is that you can't watch everything. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of, you know, you're, you're really limited. And the other thing was the cost. I was actually talking to a woman at the Y about that. She's like this sort of senior citizen, but she's a total geek. Uh She hacks stuff like crazy. And she said, you know, the bandwidth cost on things like that is going to be huge. That's what I was actually going to say. There was just a a link in Michael Geist's uh, blog today to a report that Credit Suisse put out that was talking about Netflix coming to Canada. And they were talking about how many Canadians are going to get real sticker shock when they see their internet bills for how many times, like if you've been watching Netflix for free and sort of all the video you can eat kind of thing. Do you have that? Yeah, just to try. What do you think of it? Because I got an Apple TV for Christmas. And now, because I got this $100 Apple TV, which was a very nice gift to receive, but now, you know, I have the old cathode ray television. Yes. So that means I have to buy an HD 
TV to actually be able to watch it, mm-hmm. to watch the Apple, because apparently you can hack it, but even some premier geeks said it is a pain in the butt to figure out. But then I started thinking today about all this cost, because they say it's, I thought it was like seven ninety nine, and you could watch everything for free. Well, that's the thing. You pay whatever it is, $8 a month, and they're, they're getting more and more titles all the time. But the problem is if you exceed your bandwidth cap, and people I've talked to just casually, like, a lot of people, I think, don't realize that because we're used to being able to sort of casually watch like as many sort of stupid YouTube videos as you want. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that you can still go over your limit, even if you're not... Like, some people have said specifically, oh, but it's not downloading, it's streaming. But you can still go over your well, yeah. bandwidth, right? So that'll be interesting to see. And if you, and if you start thinking, okay, so I've invested in this new TV, and I have, like, now, if I want to actually watch all the content that way, I now have to get, like, this incredibly high bandwidth package. Yeah, like, does it really even make sense to do that or not? But it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the, the last two months, uh, Netflix has been free, a f- sort of free trial. So I, we decided to keep it for um, January and just yeah. see how, how often I use it and whether it really makes sense to, to keep it. How much did you use it in December? A fair bit, but that was a lot was because I was, like, writing and not, it was kind of a shut-in. So I think <laughs> it was more than I otherwise would do. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. But anyway, no, I thought that was interesting that that was such a big story from CES. It was interesting, though, because I went to a DVD store and where I buy a lot of stuff, and I asked them if their business was hurting at all, and they said, no, through the roof. Really? Yeah. So I was surprised. Now, this wasn't in Toronto. This was out in Cambridge, but they said, and they were, the store was packed. It's a chain called The Beat Goes On. Mm-hmm. Packed. Maybe so. more people are just kind films. of spending time at home instead of going out to movies or watching yeah. DVDs, maybe. But anyway, if you are staying home, this was something that they showed at CES. <laughs> nice. So, wasn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Something that you can play with. A Pleo RB. Pleo is this little anatomically correct dinosaur. Anatomically correct? Like it has a... Yeah. Isn't that the right way to say it? Well, it looks like know. it's... it's <laughs> Doesn't that yeah. usually mean it has genitals? I don't... <laughs> anyway, it's... <laughs> It looks like a dinosaur. It doesn't have yes. a big head or anything. Right. It doesn't have like a beanie baby head on it. It looks right. like, and it's, but it's amazing the things that it can do. It can get mad mm-hmm. and it can bite and it can cry and it can get sad and it, it'll go to sleep. And it basically, it's a responsive robot essentially that learns as it hangs out with you. So I guess it's a bit like, remember the promise of the Ibo, you know, like the Sony dog? Yeah. Yeah. Like a decade ago now. This guy's more like a plush toy, more like a beanie baby that becomes sort of like you. I'm surprised not to have you trot out one word, Terminator, at this point. I have thought about that, especially with the fact that it could attack. Because have you ever seen Trilogy of Terror? Yes. With Karen Black? <laughs> like with the little, little doll? Warrior that, doll? Yeah, 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 imagine if, if your Pleo RB gets pissed at you. Yeah, so it has, it has a it range has of emotions, which is kind of neat. Like, it's, it can be more curious or uh, sad or happy or whatever. I have to say, it personally, I think it's neat. It, for me, it falls, like, squarely into my uncanny valley. Yeah. It's, like, it's so quasi-real. The other thing is, when you watch the video, the thing that is funny about it is you can kind of hear, like, the mechanism that makes it move. So they do a little, like, thing where there's, whatever, one of the executives associated with it is, like, scratching it under the It makes real dinosaur sounds. It makes dinosaur sounds, but then there's also this sort of whirring sound of it going... (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's what you'll hear in the middle of the night <laughs> as it comes towards you with a knife <laughs> with his dinosaur teeth but, but they, yeah, they just... were sort of pointing out as like this might be an interesting thing for people who um, for one reason or another can't have an actual pet right maybe you travel a lot or whatever so you could take your Pleo RB with you well, or it's like 20 you know, inches long I think it'd be, give you a good run for the money at 20 inches long <laughs> and it's 6 by 7 feet yeah, and it says it's suited to everyone. Six by seven feet. Oh, inches. Inches. <laughs> Six Big. by 7.5 by 20.7. So that's decent. That's it's like the a size small of a dog. Cat, kind of. That's about the size of my dog. Yeah. Maybe a little shorter than Rue, but... Yeah. You could hold it in your arms. But it says that it's as sensitive as a baby. And you know that thing? It has nearly 40 devices that enables the little Pleo to see, sense, touch, and detect objects in order to move autonomously and explore its surroundings. Yeah, because it has a little infrared thing on its nose or whatever, so it can tell when it's near the ed- edge of the table, so it doesn't just keep walking <laughs> off the edge of the table. Um, the other thing I thought was kind of neat about it, just as an indicator of where things are going, is it has updated software that you can download for it, which I thought, that's kind of interesting if we think about how much... You know, not just our devices like our phones, but potentially like toys and things like that are things that you don't update because you throw the thing out into the landfill. But what you do get is new behaviors for it because you're downloading software Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, it's again, it's your apps. Yeah. It's, I think I would find it creepy to have in my house, but I do think it that... It turned on you, Nora. <laughs> but I could definitely see like now that there's been so much R&D done in the basics of robotics and stuff like just like the Roomba is pretty cheap to get you could imagine how we're going to start to see a lot more of these well yeah and we, we had butterscotch the robo pony that's right and then the other <laughs> thing that I yeah that I did notice is that um, a lot of the other um, shots that came up from um, the CES also known as Kathy Cesis was a lot of it was to do with robotics yeah so it seemed that huge growth area yes so that's our update from the place that we didn't go again <laughs> CES would you like a uh, little dinosaur all your own? Let us know. Would Come you to like the blog. Video, or video on demand for links to these stories and more. The sniffer.net. Bye. Bye.